Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, Howard in the his house. What's up, quit? <laughs> I love the dialogue that you and I have because we are, you know, a little different in ages, which is fine. But I love your youthful enthusiasm, and it brings out the best in me. So really, thank you for that. You're welcome. Tell me, I have a very good friend of mine. And he asks questions sometimes. You know, like, I'll be at a restaurant. We'll sit down at dinner, and the person will come over, and he'll be, they'll be like, how are you? And he'll be like, hey, how are you? And he'll be like, hey, so, Christina or John, what do you love about living here? And and they're like, what? And when, in the beginning, like, when I first started hanging, it's my running buddy, Jonathan. He's also an avid listener of the show. What up, Jay? P. Anyways, when he first started doing this, I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is weird. Don't do this. But then I loved the dialogue after that between the people. They, they, would, they would have to stop and think. And they would go, well, you know, I really love this. Or sometimes they would be like, nothing, nothing at all. And then, of course, that opened me up. You're like, well, then why do you live here? Like, <laughs> what are you get doing? Out. What are you, you doing here? Do yeah. something else? So let me ask you the other question he asks. What's one thing you're looking forward to, Allie? That's a good question. Um, let me think. So, well, this weekend I have a trip planned. Okay. I'm going whitewater rafting in West Virginia. Oh, boy. So if I don't come back, you know what happened? Upper or lower gully? Lower. Mm. I do not know hardly anything about the rafting in West Virginia. I've been once. I'm going to tell you one thing about it that you need to know. I almost died. What? Yep. (laughs) My near-death experience literally was in lower gully, West Virginia, while in college with a bunch of fraternity brothers, white rotter rafting, not knowing anything. I will never do it again. Don't ever do nothing like this again. Don't come back up here. You don't have to worry about that, Sheriff. What happened? So we were on a normal rafting trip doing our thing, and what was really cool, and I think it was lower, whatever the hardest one was, I'm just mm-hmm. going to tell you right now because it was ridiculous, we stopped before a class six rapid, so they, you know, they ranked. Did they them. go up to six? Maybe it was five. I Whatever it was the five. highest was, I thought okay, it was I'm, five. Could be six. I'm, I mean, I'm. You're going to be like Quint. You're being a little class you know, eight rapid. Whatever, what happened? But I'm just telling you. Okay, so we stopped, and it was this. It was this rapid where a lot of people would stop. You know, kayaks, boaters, whatever, and the guide would take you up to the spot, and he would you would see it all, so that you could plan your attack, right, if you will. And I remember our guide, and he was a great guide, but it wasn't like he did some stuff with our fraternity, and apparently he had guided out in, you know, uh, Grand Canyon, and but I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I'm Chad. I'm going to be your guide. Guess what? The river's running way high, so I think we're in for a, a pretty sweet ride, guys. So I didn't know him. I probably shouldn't have gone on this trip. Whatever. So all I remember about being and looking down was the first turn as you got into the rapid there was this massive rock and he said you we got to navigate around that rock and then we'll go down he goes um whatever we do we can't get stuck on that rock and he said and that is the rock where like 
the way the the rapid hits it and you can get sucked under and you can die. Like there are people who have died in that exact location. So we're like, I mean, we're, you know, testosterone filled college kids. We're like, you know, let's go. We're ready to go. And so you get in there and right before you, you know, go down a rapid, you'll do this. You hit your, everybody hits the oars and whatever. And so we, we start going and what we're supposed to do is, you know, kind of pedal or paddle, paddle really hard around the rock and then go down the chute. And then it's just, he'll tell us, you know, right, left, whatever. We immediately get stuck on the rock. The the entire raft goes up the side of the rock and flips over. Everybody is thrown out of the raft. Now, what they will tell you is if you get thrown out of the raft, which sometimes happens in lower you know rapids, no big deal, do not hold on to the raft. It's super dangerous to hold on to the raft. Okay. I was thrown out of the raft. What I remember about that moment is whistles blowing, uh, ropes being thrown in, everybody freaking out around us. Because, again, everybody would stop and watch people go down. I thought to myself, because I'm between the raft and the rock, and I'm like, if I let go, I'm sucked under, because I could feel it. I could feel it pulling me towards the rock, my my lower extremity. I'm holding on to the cord. The raft is flipped over. I'm holding onto the cord. I'm between the rock and the raft, and I'm like, I'm not letting go. I am not letting go of this. Absolutely not. I know I'm not supposed to, but I could feel it, and I'm like, hell no. Pardon my language. I'm not doing that. Earmuffs. It was there for a little bit, and then the raft kicked out and went down the rapid, and that's when I probably should have let go. You still didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I don't remember that rat that ride like i probably i mean i didn't black out but i probably i just probably put it out of my mind i held on to the raft upside down with the cord the whole way down okay i got done my life jacket was torn up and my helmet was cracked i'm not joking this is not i'm not joking we got out. We were so shaken, all of us. We were so shaken. I think we waited two hours before we got back in the boat. We were half our oars were gone. They were gone. And we literally thought about just walking the rest of the way. We were shaken up. It was bad. I have photos. Somebody had got some photos of us, not right at that moment, but looking back in other rapids. There was, I think, eight of us on this rapid. I have a photo of the entire boat in half, and you can only see, like, four of us. You can see the two on the end, and then the t- and that was a normal rapid. That wasn't even, like, the one where we fell over. Awful. Good luck. <laughs> we'll have to call the rafting place and cancel. Kind of ruined you'll that for me. You'll be fine. Let no, me tell you'll you, be fine. I know that... This bro talk has gone. Is it still bro talk? Coffee yeah. talk? Talk? Maybe we simply should just talk. launch this as a podcast itself. How Quinn Maybe. almost died in a rafting incident. Just one rafting story every oh, week. I mean, no, that was. This is my only rafting experience. Very different. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I went with my best friend. We went down to Chattanooga for a wedding. And we we're like, well, Chattanooga, we might as well raft. And it was the classic college bro, long hair. He had been the rafting guide for like two months into summer. He was just vibing, whatever. 
And then we get paired with these four individuals. I think two of them were probably intoxicated, fired up. They were so excited to raft. And we're like, this is going to be such an experience. So we get on the bro raft. We're going down. Our group did surprisingly well. Like, I feel like we had some athletic ability, which you would not think looking at us. We get to, like, the second or third to last rapid, and he's like, you know, how do you guys feel about, what if we do the next one backwards? What? And we were like, okay. Like, we felt great, which these Chattanooga, not as intense. So let's make that known. We're like, sure. So he, like, tells us how to steer, you know, to right, whatever. We get flipped around backwards. We do the next one backwards. And I think he was really impressed with us. So now he's like, you know what? How about the next one? I'm going to try to get y'all out. Oh, boy. And we're like, okay. Because at this point, we feel invincible. So the next one's probably like class four-ish, something like that. And he's giving us the paddle commands. And we're like halfway down. And then all of a sudden, he says, two right and swim. And we're like, what? And so we we start two right. We're like, one, two. And as soon as we do the second, it finally clicks that he said swim. And in my brain, I remember saying swim. And at that moment, the raft flipped. Raft flipped. Every single person fell out. It was so funny. That sounds terrible. But it wasn't a terrifying flip. It was just like, yeah, and like, he was just uh-huh, hanging on, like, like cracking up, yeah. laughing. He was, like, <laughs> and then we all swam for a well, while. This different I, experience. This for is sure. not something. I mean, it was scary. I will never raft again. I mean, I'm literally scarred. Unfortunately, my kids therefore are scarred because the, you know they've had some. Hey, can we go? Ra-? No, you can't. Sorry, not happening. Just not doing it. Uh, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible. And, uh, yeah, I remember the final end of that story is we got back to the fraternity house later and a buddy of mine and I, uh, we just, so this is going to be a little weird to say, but I'll just say it anyways. We had, it was a guy's fraternity house. We had a big open shower, like eight, you know, eight showers. And we each took a chair that was random, like a, you know, plastic chair or whatever. And I think we just sat in that shower Fully clothed, just drenched, like, for an hour. It had a beer. Just a little debrief. Yeah, like, it was bad. It was crazy. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Rafting (laughs) today and also by our great sponsor, Jewel Jewel Financial. Financial. I mean, where are we, eight minutes in? Oh, at least. Yeah, sorry, everybody. I don't know. Hopefully they just skipped right past that. Let's go to Johnson, our question. Uh, He's got a good one. Johnson, what do you got? D-I-Y. Idea, why money? This is Johnson from Virginia. And huge fan of the show. I had a question regarding traditional IRAs versus 401ks. Uh, So I just started a new job and my new employer has a 401k and they offer 5% matching no matter how much I contribute. I was curious you all's thoughts on uh, whether or not I should maybe prioritize a traditional IRA uh, over the 401k given that there's more investment options and uh, generally lower fees. But are there things I'm overlooking regarding uh, 401k in terms of benefits uh, other than taxes? Look forward to hearing your response. Okay, I want to clarify a couple things because you said a 5% matching no matter contribution amount. So there's some... There's some dislocation there, meaning if you don't put anything in, it's not really a match. But I guess my first question is, if you don't put anything in, are they contributing 5%? So it's a automatic contribution, 5%. 
and so if in that case, I might say, great, like that I'm going to get a 5% of my salary is going to be put into this 401k. And then I have the opportunity to look elsewhere for investments that I want to save for the future. Now that could be still your 401k. Like that might be the best option. It might be that, you know, putting, you know, the max or as much as you can in your 401k is the smartest place. It could be taking it, getting getting the pay, the deduction on the taxes, getting it into your account, checking account, and then investing in a Roth IRA. It could be potentially getting it putting it in a 529 for future growth and conversion to a Roth. We've talked about that in a strategy, uh, I believe, on the podcast. Yeah, I think so. We yes, talked about 529. So I guess the clarification I'm going to have to have or ask is, do you have to put anything in? Because if you have to put something in, then that's a match. If you don't have to put anything in, then it's just a contribution, almost like a safe harbor contribution. And that might be what it is. I unfortunately... I'll let Allie talk to the specifics about traditional IRA versus 401k and and maybe any nuances there uh, from a maybe tax or strategic world. But I'm going to bunt a little bit and say I personally would need some more info because if there's nothing, then I would say, well, I need to look at your whole situation and maybe a Roth IRA makes sense. Maybe a traditional IRA does make sense, et cetera. I will add this one caveat, and that is we talked about this in an earlier episode with Daniel and the whole life. Are you prone to being disciplined in saving? Meaning, are you okay getting that one step to your checking account and then seeing it automatically go into another account? If you know about yourself that you can't do that, that that money will be too you know, available, then just go the 401k route from a disciplined perspective. What say you, Allie? I think... Well, first, let me say, I think what you're trying to get at is, at a minimum, start by getting your match. If they give you 5% and you don't have to put anything in, fantastic. If they don't, a general rule of thumb is contribute as much as you need to to get the 5%. So if that's dollar for dollar, then you would contribute 5%. They would contribute 5 fantastic, because the way we see that is that's free money. So I think that's what you're getting at is, at a minimum, let's go ahead and do that. And then... Yes, absolutely. From there, we can look at your full financial plan and figure out what's the best retirement saving strategy. To answer well, we your question, can't. I'm just saying we like could, that, we could, but that's what. Yeah. And we're not. That's not a. That, you know, we're not. That's probably not something we would do for Johnson per se. But he does. That's what I'm saying. And you're saying is he has to look at the bigger picture, right? As far as what then to do thereafter. Correct. In terms of the intricacies, his question regarding the difference between a 401k and an IRA, they act very similarly. The biggest difference and the reason why people typically utilize one over the other is the flexibility. With the 401k, you're going to get selected mutual funds that are picked by your employer that you can contribute into and decide your allocation. But with the IRA, it's free reign for the most part. You get to decide if you want to put individual stocks in there, you can. Mutual funds, you can. Index funds, target date funds, anything like that. You get to completely direct that. The other caveat and big difference between the two and why people utilize one over the other is the contribution limits. So the 401k 
for 2023, you're limited to 22500 So most people won't get quite up to there with just a, a normal income level. The Roth or traditional IRAs, which is the other option, is 6500 So sometimes people will actually utilize both. Unless you're over 50. Unless you're over 50, then you get 7500 Sometimes they'll utilize both to be able to have a little bit more options in what they're investing in within the IRA. And once they hit that contribution, if they want to contribute to the 401k as well, you can do both. Those are kind of the main differences between the two. But like I said, they operate essentially the same way in terms of the long-term trajectory. And at retirement, a lot of times the 401k will turn into an IRA. So if that helps you in thinking through it. What I miss, Quint? Well, I mean, some of the things is if you're not working with an advisor, which in your situation, there's no probably no need to, the idea of, of fees uh, are probably moot. And what I mean by that is 401k fees, unless you're in a, a high-cost insurance-type plan, and I'll just leave it at that. You can do your own due diligence and know what your fund fees are, what your administration fees are. More often than not, 401ks for the employee are super cost effective. I mean, there, there's a lot of ERISA law that mandates employers are constantly looking for very cost effective plans, both from an administration and a investment standpoint. So really do the evaluation, like look at it and say, well, this is what I'd be paying in my 401k versus Vanguard or Fidelity or even a Schwab what I'm going to be paying by owning an index fund. I would highly advise not to overcomplicate and try to pick stocks or any of that at this stage. Again, I, I you know, unless this is just your, you know, you're an investment analyst at a bank and this is what you love to do and, or you were previously, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I, keep it with the S and P 500 or target date fund, keep it super, super simple. So I would agree. And I, and Allie said it perfectly that the match getting the match is a no brainer. Thereafter, if you are getting above and beyond the match and you're not contributing to Roth, I'm always for the Roth. Now, I know you have a Roth option in your 401k. You can do that through there. That's where it comes down to expenses, et cetera. But it also comes down to contribution limits, as she said. You get an opportunity to put much more in a 401k, Roth or otherwise, than you do in a traditional or Roth outside of that. So that's something to take into consideration. The other thing to take into consideration is I'm a big 10-10-80 guy. So are you saving at least 10%? Make sure you're saving that 10%. Thereafter, if you have additional excess margin, consider the best option for that savings. Is it a retirement account or is it an investment account? Is it something that you're putting towards the future buying of a house? Or you know, are, should you be paying off debt or something along those lines? So there's a little bit more that would be needed to explore the options. And if that's you know, the value that we've provided you that there's a little bit more needed, then that's okay. Uh, but ultimately, the intricacies are contribution limits. I would really evaluate the fees because that's really not the case. And I would keep it simple, whether you do it yourself or do it in a 401k, stick to index funds. Don't overthink this. Great question. We'll wrap it up there because we did an extended whitewater rafting uh, intro. And so we apologize for that. But I just thought the the, the stories were good. <laughs> instructions out there and we got a 50 50 chance of coming back alive there we go i stories. do not apologize for that i okay there we go how so i that? should not either <laughs> i look forward to hearing an update about how your white water rafting trip went and with know. the detail you should be able to go this was the rapid that quint was talking about i can't imagine you not 
seeing that rapid and remembering we got to get around this rock right in the beginning i'll see if i can find your paddle somewhere in the rapid oh boy anyways all right friends remember the secret to wealth is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.